The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. We're in the month of August and uh, I'm on vacation and we are recording these ahead. So hopefully you'll stay with it as we are enjoying some time away and as we finish up the book of Ephesians together. So I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad you're taking some time out of your day to be in God's word. And we really hope we can be a help. Ephesians chapter six this this morning. Uh, If you're watching this live or this evening, if you're watching it later, listening to it, whenever you are taking time or finding time to participate, um, we are still in the book of Ephesians. We should be finishing this up at least before the end of next week uh, or by the end of next week. Ephesians chapter four, and we're taking some time to go through uh, the pieces of spiritual armor. We mentioned these are not necessarily physical. It's not a call to arms today as much as it is a recognition of the true reality of spiritual warfare that Satan brings our way. And so most of the things we're going to put on are protection. Armor is not necessarily something that we grab to go and fight somebody. These things are protective things. We put them on to protect ourselves. Truth, we mentioned yesterday, is exactly that. Truth is something that is needed to protect ourselves. Our refusal to be honest and be truthful only brings pain to ourselves and pain to others. It just really does. Um, No matter how much we think honesty will will hurt us, it it doesn't. at least truth will hurt even worse. So let's let's move on down here. He says in verse 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and then he says, And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And so obviously the breastplate is simply, it's a protection. It's a metal sheath that went over um, your chest area. Often, you know, there was metal over top of leather. The premise was the breastplate of righteousness to protect the most important part of your body, and that's your heart. If a spear or sword were able to puncture your heart or your lungs, the core part of your body, obviously death would come pretty quickly in that part of thing. And so what he's saying is the breastplate of righteousness is the thing that we need to put up to protect our heart. And he uses the term righteousness in reality. Please understand, righteousness is not something we can attain. We can't become righteous. You can't be good enough or spiritual enough to become righteous. So what I want to do is take the next few minutes and walk through really what does it mean? What Righteousness. What does it look like? Um, what is my part being played in this? And so let's look at, first of all, let me define righteousness. Uh, there's two really things that, um, that really explain righteousness. Number one, there's what we call the imputed righteousness, the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that is what God gives us on salva- at the time of salvation. And it comes when we're adopted into his family. What it simply means is we ourselves are not righteous. Um, we have been given that when we become, when we get saved, we become Christians. We are adopted into the family of God and given this position. It's not practical. It's not practical in the fact that I myself am righteous is positional. When God looks down from heaven at me, he should see sin. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, he sees the imputed or the given righteousness. Here's the best way to put it. God sees Jesus' righteousness on my life. 
And because I have accepted him, and because he is my mediator and my intercessor in heaven, yes, I am still a sinner. And yes, God can see all things, and so he sees my sin. But positionally, he also sees me as a Christian. And so as, he, as part of his family, is, is a child of the king. And so because of all of that, this imputed righteousness positionally puts me to a place where I can get to heaven. Those who think you need to work your way into heaven, things of that nature, miss this part. This is not something that I can earn. It is part of the grace of God, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are we saved through faith, that not of ourselves, the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. That gift is the imputed righteousness, and then we use that. The other one is practical righteousness. So I've been given this gift of salvation. Now, practically, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I need to grow. Peter, in the book of Peter, Peter says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. We need to add to what we've been given. There's a part that we need to do. So if I'm truly saved, I will begin to grow. And it doesn't mean that I stop sinning. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean that I'm no longer battle some of the sins in my past. Those are all still there. It just simply means that as I grow in Christ, I will become more like him and less like I used to be throughout the rest of my life. We use the doctrinal term sanctification. I grow in sanctification. The more I grow in Christ, I read the Bible, I pray, I'm in church, and I'm growing in Christ, I will become more like him and less like what I used to be. That is practical righteousness. That is righteousness working itself out in my life. Imputed righteousness gives me a guaranteed home in heaven. Practical righteousness is that daily thing where God is using the good, the bad, and all the other stuff to develop me to make me more like his son. So that's righteousness defined, but then how is it described? Right? What do we see? Well, there is what many call self-righteousness. I hope we understand that um, self-righteousness is me just thinking I'm good enough. And generally, most people who are self-righteous don't think they need God. The Bible says that people who are wealthy or people who feel spiritual will have a harder time entering into heaven because they'll never come to a point where they recognize their need of God. Well, you have to understand something. To become and get saved, you don't just say a prayer, okay, I'm going to join this church or say a prayer and I go to heaven. That doesn't do it. You must first recognize that you are a sinner and because of your sin, you deserve to go to hell. And if you are unwilling to recognize this, you will never get saved. And, and those who are self-righteous often don't see that. Well, I'm, I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. You know, we can always find somebody we're better than. But I think that's the problem. What we try to do is we try to compare ourselves and say, well, I'm better than people in the prison or I'm better than this person. You know, actually God tells us... Um, for all of sin to come short of the glory of God, that glory of God, that's actually the comparison needed to get to heaven. The glory of God is perfection. So for me to get to heaven, I must not compare myself to say that I'm better than some people out here in this world because I do this or do that. My comparison needs to be to God. And one sin makes me not as good as God because God never sinned. In fact, the Bible says the idea of becoming short of the glory of God is kind of like an arrow. I, 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 I shoot and I can try as hard as I can, but I just don't really hit the target. I miss the mark. I'm just not good enough. And the fact is, to get to heaven on my own, I must be perfect and none of us are. And so that's self-righteousness. And unfortunately, if we're not careful, self-righteousness can lead us to a situation. We feel like we've earned something and we deserve it. And it, dry, and it can be very, very, very dangerous. So practical righteousness is God working out that. So I'm not trying to become something. I am and I'm letting it develop. Number three, righteousness displayed. 
Um, the, the, when we look at this passage, we look at from the Greek, it's called the aorist tense, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. This shows that I choose to put on the breastplate and enjoy the benefits of its own protection. So I put it on, but I also get the benefit. It's passive and active at the same time. And so the premise comes down here that I'm going to choose to put on that, but when the, when the warfare comes and the battles come, I'm protected by the item that I chose to put on. See, if we're not careful, we can display what we believe is needed for others to see fake righteousness. I, I, I look good and I sound good and I have the right term and I dress a certain way. And I think this is what church people need to see. So I look good, but it, it's not real. Right? It misses the point. Through this, we miss the true power and the protection from Satan. Why? Because, can I be honest with you, true righteousness is not super spiritual power. I never have a problem. I never deal with anything. True righteousness is a reality of our weakness. True righteousness is a reality of our need of God. You're not going to walk in arrogant. The Bible says, um, before, the, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. Before honor is humility. Throughout the Proverbs, so many times, pride is the thing that brings destruction. Righteousness is not looking good. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest truths of righteousness is the reality that I'm not. That I'm not righteous. I'm not spiritual. I'm nothing special except outside of the eyes of God. In the eyes of God, I'm his masterpiece. In the eyes of myself, I'm a sinner. And I come to him, that's practical. So one of the major problems in identifying and addressing sin in our life is the standard we measure up against. We say, I'm good enough, I look good, it's okay, and I, I really don't, I don't want to deal with this. What, what do I do when that happens? Come clean, recognize that I do need to get things right. I recognize that there's things in my life I do need to deal with, deal with them, and then move forward. This new self, you know, if any man being Christ is a new creature, I'm growing in Christ. Every day I'm becoming more and more like Christ, but then I enjoy the freedom. Please understand, this is not freedom to sin. This is freedom from sin. Freedom from sin. I'm not going to ever stop sinning, but I will no longer be a captive to sin. And if you are battling with that, the guilt and the struggle and the part you hope no one finds out about, you know what I'm talking about, that battle of sin. And when you are just recognizing that righteousness is not looking good to other people, righteousness is an honesty before God, then I can grow in Christ and I can see God do some pretty amazing things. Let me encourage you today. Righteousness is not something we put on as fake. Righteousness is not something today I'm going to be righteous or I'm going to be spiritual. Righteousness is something we do by honestly coming transparent before God and letting Him develop it in us. Take it that way. Grow in Christ that way. And allow Christ to do the great work in your life that he desires to do. Thanks again for joining us today. Uh, I believe it is Tuesday in August. I hope this is an encouragement. I hope you recognize these things aren't something we just put on one day and we think we got it. These are things that God develops in us. And may we help him. May we allow him to do those things in our life. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you join us again tomorrow.